God and will not fail to give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach, amen, for a few moments to you. What are you becoming? Amen. This message is applicable to every age, every walk of life. Amen. What are you becoming? You will become the thing that you give yourself to. Amen. I want to preach that for a few moments. You will become, amen, the thing that you give yourself to the most. Amen. If, if those individuals that grow up as a young person, they, they give themselves to playing basketball all day long, or they give themselves to playing, uh, they give themselves to playing all sorts of sports. Forgive me while I kill this Beelzebub here. Lying <laughs> <Why>, devil. <laughs> Don't want that to distract you. We have a spider one time up here. Just crawling around. It's like, man, that thing gets on the preacher. We're in trouble. It's going to fall down dead. But I want to preach, amen, on you will become that which you give yourself to. The thing that you dedicate the most of your time to is the thing that you are becoming like. Amen. If you give yourself all day long to playing video games, amen, your life will never be more than just a game. Uh, never really get anywhere in life with just vegetating on a couch. If you give yourself, amen, all the time and just watching television, amen, you're going to become like the world that you're watching. You're going to become like those uh, movie stars and those rock stars and your life will begin to crumble just like those lives that you're watching. But if you give yourself to the things of God, amen, I want to preach, amen, to a Georgie or to a Mercy or to a Nina, amen, to some young people, amen, to, amen, to anybody, to a Maddie or Jack or Corday, as a young person, when you, what you begin to give yourself to, and you, if you begin to put your eyes in the direction of the cross, and you begin to put your mind upon God, and suddenly mom and dad's in the other room, but here's Georgie on his knees calling out to God, yes, saying, amen. Jesus, now we can become what you want me to become. Amen. You watch the life of a young child, of a young Corday, that says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast. I don't know how to fast. I'm going to fast it, but I'm going to fast. And I'm going to call I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the face of God. Amen. God can use, amen, a Corday. God can use a Jack Chapman. God can use a Maddie. God can use a Sade. God can use an Elijah. God can use anybody that will give themselves to the things of God. God can use a church that says, God, I'm going to give myself to the things of God. I'm going to learn what it's like to pray on my own. I'm going to be on bending knee asking God to help me in school for my homework, for my test. Amen. I'm going to ask God to help me to be a better boy, a better girl. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. And it could be, Georgie, I don't know why I'm not picking on you. It could be that God amen, speaks to you in the classroom and says, Georgie, tell, tell your neighbor, tell your teacher about me. And suddenly God begins to use, amen, a, a young, a young 10-year-old ten, ten boy, amen, to, to witness and to preach his first message to a school teacher, to preach his first message to a classmate. And God can use the youngest if they'll give themselves and say, the man of God that preached on Sunday morning and said, if I'll give myself to this thing, Amen. Eventually, you'll find that your life will begin to more closely resemble the nature and the character of God. And people will look at your life. They'll look at a Marcel's life.
life and they'll see and then he looks he looks like Jesus I don't know what it is amen but he's got that characteristic that resemblance of a heavenly nature that thing that you're giving yourself to but if all the day long if all the day long amen your Bible sits in a corner collecting dust and there's no prayers being lifted up to heaven in your home you're not becoming like Jesus you're not becoming like the master you're not becoming what he wants you to become and make no mistake about it church today Amen. There is a plan for everybody in this place. Amen. And God does not want you to stay the same way that you were a year ago or two years ago. But it's the will of God that you become something yes. in Him. Amen. Amen. Right. You should, if, if year after year you look back on your life and you see, I haven't really done anything with my life. I haven't really gone anywhere with my life. Amen. I haven't really accomplished anything with my life. What are you giving yourself to? What is it that's consuming your time and your energies and your strengths? Amen. Is it the things of God? Because if you're getting on your knees to pray and you're seeking the face of God, God will talk to you. And God will speak to you. And God will give you direction. And God will give you grace. Amen. I've watched as people have come to church and they've given themselves to the things of God. And they've become dedicated. Amen. They've given their time, their talents, and their treasure to the things of God. And I've watched as God has progressed them. God has elevated them. God has provided. And God has made a way for them. Hallelujah. 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 That's the will of God for you and I today. But this, the, the devil, many, many thousands of years ago, began to play with the serpent in the Garden of Eden. He began to use that serpent and begin to fool around with that little, uh, that little creature that began to uh, crawl around on his belly, slither through the dirt uh, on his belly. He began to fool around with some things. Amen. And we, we read in the book of Revelation that eventually he became that which he had fooled around with. Amen. I want to tell you today, that thing that you're fooling around with on the side is going to mess you up on the end. That thing that you think nobody's paying attention to, nobody's watching. Amen. That thing that you think it's harmless, it can't hurt me. Amen. That serpent, that adder will bite you. Amen. It will consume you. Amen. That venom begins to get deep in your soul. And it will change, amen, the physical makeup of your body. It will change your life. Amen. amen. That's, the Bible lets us to know, amen, that the serpent was subtle. I want to tell you today, it's not always apparent and in your face. It's not always something you can quickly recognize when somebody walks up to you on the street and says, hey, says, hey do you want some drugs? You're thinking, I don't do drugs, bro. I don't do that. It's going to come a little bit more subtle than that. It's going to come a little bit more subtle than that. It may come when you're, when you're down in the dumps, you're discouraged, and someone says, man, take this. It'll help you sleep better. Take this. It'll help you kind of get through the night. You want some more of that? Man, here's some more. If that's not working, we'll give you something a little bit stronger. You're thinking, man, I did not intend to set out on this path. But that serpent was subtle. He was looking. Looking. Are you going to not trust God? Are you going to, are you going to doubt me? Right. I'm going to throw something in there. You think it's okay. 
And, and meanwhile, the Bible lets us to know that the serpent was subtle. Amen. Subtle is sly in design. It is artful. It is cunning. It is insinuating. It is as a subtle foe. Amen. The, strat- the strategy of this serpent was to raise doubts and questions in the mind of Adam and Eve. Amen. It was to raise doubts and questions in their mind. Amen. And many times, amen, it's that little subtle thing in your life that you think it's not harmless, but somehow, way, it begins to raise some doubts. It begins to raise some concerns. Well, why do we got to do all these things? That's too much, he's asking. Yeah. Amen. I, I'm never going to ask for you more than I'll put out myself personally. Yeah. I want to tell you that today. I'm never going to ask more from you than I'll put out personally. Amen. If you, uh, a little while ago, we had the, we, we took on the adjacent suites and we were out there with the floor chisel. And I want to make sure, amen, I'm going to chisel harder and faster than anybody else here. I'm going to try and outwork you every time because I don't want nobody to look at the man of God and say, well, he's just delegating all the time. He just want everybody else to do his work and he gets the glory. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to pay my tithe. I'm going to give an offering. And I'm going to make sure it's enough. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to be here early for prayer. I'm going to give myself. And you say, well, you're doing that because you're the pastor. I did that before I became pastor. Amen. When I was in San Jose at First Church. Amen. I made up in my mind I'm going to get involved in every ministry that I physically can. Before I burn myself out. But I'm going to get involved. And I'm going to give myself. And I want to be close to the man of God. And I'm going to allow the things of God. Amen. To work in my life. I'm going to allow myself to get involved. In the things of God. Amen. But the subtleness of the serpent. The subtleness of the serpent. Was such that it was there to raise doubts. And questions. In the mind of the people. Did God say that? Now is that really necessary Adam? Eve. Seriously, think about it. Think about it. You're thinking, man, yeah, kind of makes sense. Until you begin to get back to the word of God. And the, the strategy of the devil was to raise doubts and questions in the mind of Adam and Eve of the reality of the divine judgment that was to come if they should, if they should break the law of God. It looked like an innocent fruit that they could take a part of, that they can take a bite out of. It looked innocent. God made the fruit. God made it. Why do we have to not partake of it? It's God made it. People use that argument about marijuana. God made marijuana. I could use it however I want to use it. And it's the same, it's an, it's an age-old argument. God made it. Well, I can enjoy it, but there's certain things that God said, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't you go near that. You think, well, that doesn't make sense. Why, why, do I have, why can't I do that? That doesn't make sense. It's right there in the middle. It's the center of attention. It's in the middle of the garden. But God said, I'm going to test you. Can you obey me? Can you obey me when it looks appealing to the eye? Can you follow my voice, my commandment? Amen. And when once he had tempted uh, them to disbelieve what the Lord had said, the next step was disobedience. Uh, was not too far away. If he can get you, amen, to, to take of that fruit, that forbidden fruit, amen, disobedience is not too far away when they begin to reject the things of God. Amen. It starts with something subtle in your life and you think, well, that's just insignificant. Amen. But it is significant today. And what you give yourself to is what you will become. 
And from the word of God, we understand that the devil gave himself to fool around with the serpent. And in the last book of the Bible, he became that which he had given himself to. And he was identified as that old serpent from the beginning. That old serpent from the beginning. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a, a few gentlemen, uh, many of you may or may not be uh, have heard their names, but I'll throw it out there just in case. Amen. It was a six foot six and six time NBA champion, Michael Jordan. A lot of you have heard of him, probably out of his basketball shoes. Uh, he's been acclaimed as the greatest basketball player of all time. How many ever thought they were Michael Jordan, the next, the next version? Yeah, I think we did a few times. But he played all the time. He gave himself to becoming the greatest basketball player to ever live. Uh, he gave himself to playing nonstop. When they told him you're too short, he kept playing harder. He just gave himself to it. Another individual, Larry Bird, an older gentleman, uh, three-time NBA champ, would shoot. And my coach would tell me when I was in high school, this uh, Larry Bird would shoot 1,000 basketball shots before and after every game. I looked it up. I couldn't find it, but that was the motivation he used for me. But I did find one article that said uh, another account that this Larry Bird would shoot 500 free throws before every game. And one time he did so on crutches. He gave himself, these people, they gave themselves to certain things. If you study the life of the Olympic champions and superstars, they give, they give themselves every day, every waking minute of their lives to becoming the greatest. They give themselves to these things. Another individual, Jerry Rice, Amen. An NFL legend would train hard all year long, not just during the season, but in the offseason. Would go to the hills and would just work and work and work. And he had the longest, most illustrious NFL career that I that I can remember. Uh, and these are some individuals that they gave themselves to becoming the greatest in their field of expertise. And I mentioned a few moments ago there was a brother Raul Eliar Jr. that gave himself from the tender age of four that said, I'm going to seek the face of God. God gave me the Holy Ghost and I'm going to use the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give myself. Can you imagine a four-year-old boy? Do we have any four-year-olds here today? Any four-year-olds today? A four-year-old boy receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Do we have any eight-year-olds in the house? Anybody that's eight years old? Gordae. Right over here, Georgie. Eight years old. Can you imagine these two young men grabbing the mic and preaching the gospel? Gordae getting a mic? Mama Carla, like, hey, calm down, brother. <laughs> calm down. Hey. Now, she might be egging him on. I don't know. That's right, my boy. Eight years old, preaching the gospel. Preaching. Corday, can you see yourself preaching? Getting the mic? He's up here usually after service, playing with the instruments. He wants to get in there and do something for God. Eight years old. Fourteen. I'm ready to pastor. I feel God calling me to pastor. Those are some things that we don't feel oftentimes we're in our 20s or 30s. But 14, I'm ready to pastor, Mom. There's a church of three people. That was what he told me. He said, there was a church of three people. And I took the church. And God blessed it. And now today there's dozens of churches that he started. And he's overseeing. And I was talking to the missionary. And he said, most every day they're out somewhere. At a different daughter or at a different church. Connecting with the pastor, helping them preach. 
uh, just ministering, connecting, and seeing new churches planted and new churches built up. That's what we gave to them Friday night. We're a part of that church. We're a part of that. We're a part of worldwide missions, worldwide revival. I, I became a part of it on Friday night. I gave. You gave. And eternity will tell, amen, the value, the impact of our giving to the things of God. Many of you designate on your, on, your, on your envelopes week after week this amount to missions. This amount to missions. God sees it. You're making an impact. You're giving yourself. You're giving of your, your treasure. You're giving to God. You're saying, God, use the little bit that I have. God, I don't have much, but God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to put it in your hands, God. And that thing that you're giving yourself to, amen, that, that, that missions check that you're writing, that offering check that you're writing, God's taking note of that in heaven. And God is going to provide and God is going to bless and God's going to make a way. And those individuals that are praying for revival in Brazil, amen, God's going to give you revival in Manteca, in Lathrop, in Tracy, in, this, in Lodi, in Stockton, the cities that you and I live in. God's going to give you the revival that you're praying for worldwide because your eyes are fixed on the kingdom of God. And you're giving yourself, amen, to see the kingdom of God advance. And God's looking at your life and God's saying, what do you need? What do you need? I'm going to provide your need. Amen. I want to tell you, God sees, amen, everything. God sees the young person, amen, that gets down on the knee and says, Jesus, I want you to help me to have a relationship with you. Jesus, I want you to help me to pray today. Jesus, I want you. I want you to help me. Brother Alviar was telling us that his daughter, uh, if I get the age exactly wrong, forgive me, but uh, from my memory, he said that his daughter just a year ago at 12 years of age, amen, preached her first youth conference and saw 23 young people get the Holy Ghost in one service. Tell me God can't do it still. God can do anything. If a young person says, God, use my life. God, I want to pray. Jack, Jack, let me have your attention, brother. If you want the Holy Ghost, you reach out to God. You say, God, I want the Holy Ghost. God, use my life. Amen. God can use any life. Emily Brooke, God can use your life. Amen. I'm talking to some young people, some Sunday school kids today. Amen. Doesn't matter, amen, where you are in life. If you'll reach out to God and say, God, I want to become what you want me to become. God, I want to break the family curse off my life. And God, I want to become more like you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We could talk, amen, about many, many people in the Word of God. David gave himself to worship in the sheep pasture and became a man after God's own heart. It became the king over all the people of God. Jesus himself at an early age, amen, Jesus at an early age was slipping away. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, and when he was 12 years old. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child, the child, Jesus, the child, the child, the child. Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother knew not of it but they supposed him to have been in the company when a day's journey and they sought him 
among their kinsfolk and acquaintances, and they found him not. They turned back to Jerusalem, seeking him. And here we go. And it came to pass that after three days they found him, a 12-year-old boy had slipped off to the temple. 12 years. Huh? They had taken the church. I want to talk to God. God, I'm young, God. But God, don't, don't discount me, God. Don't count me out, God. I'm 12, but God, I want to get to your temple. Amen. I'm 8 years old. Amen. I'm 10 years old. I'm 11 years old. But mommy, daddy, take me to church that I might pray. Mommy, daddy, take me to church that I might that I might know who Jesus is. That I, that I might be able to talk about Jesus in the house of God. 12 years old. Jesus, from an early age, gave himself. Gave himself. Gave himself to the things of God. What are you giving yourself to? If we could stand to our feet and the musicians could come. What are you giving yourself to today? Are you spending your days countless hours browsing the internet? The insatiable desire to browse the internet. Are you spending your hours and days and minutes playing video games? As the clock ticks and your life ticks away. Are you spending your time giving yourself in front of the television just watching TV and the hours go by? Are you spending your time consumed with sports, the things of this world? Nothing wrong with playing sports. But if that consumes you, I remember as a young boy, I loved playing basketball. I wanted to play basketball all day long. And many times I did, but I felt like as a young boy, God spoke to me or impressed in my spirit. You're playing basketball more than you're praying. You're playing basketball more than you're reading your Bible. Is that right? I thought, God, help me to never put anything else in front of you, God. I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give myself. And as a young man, I gave myself to memorizing scripture. And I was able to, and still I'm able to quote several chapters of the Bible, verse by verse. And there's others that I know. Gave myself to praying. And Jesus, I'm just 12 years old. God, I want to know you. God, I want to be an attorney. I want to be this. I want to be that when I get older. But God, today, I want to know you. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want what he has for me. You can give yourself to a lot of things in this world, church. And a lot of things in and of themselves are not bad. But if you give yourself to that more than you give yourself to God. The moment something else in your life begins to come between you and God, you create a hindrance and an obstacle. I believe the message we received through the tongues and interpretation on Friday night was getting involved with trivial things, trivial pursuits, trivial things. 
things that they don't really matter. But what really matters, when you get to the end of your life, what did you do for God? Did you get a hold of God? Did you seek Him? Can you say it in your life today? I know Him. Mr. Kim, I know Him. He's my friend. Cedric, he's my friend. I know him. I have a relationship with him. Jesus, you cannot say on that great day, I never knew you because I want to make sure, God, you know my voice. I want to know your voice, but God, I also want you to know my voice in prayer. I want you, God, I want to have that friendship, that connection, that relationship with God. And at any age of your life, at any stage of your life, you can make up in your mind, amen, whether you're an 8-year-old boy or an 80-year-old man, you can make up in your mind, I'm going to get a hold of God like I've never gotten a hold of Him before. Yes, amen. And there is a victory that is in this house on this Sunday morning. Amen. From the opening of this service, amen, I felt the victory and the glory of God in this house. Amen. It's still here today. The glory of God is still here today. And I want to tell you, amen, just as we open the message, amen, reading about that old serpent in the garden, amen, tempting Adam and Eve, and Revelation talking about the devil, that old serpent and Satan, Amen. Also, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him and cast and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. And set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. Till a thousand years shall be fulfilled. Psalms 91 and 13 says, Thou shalt tread, thou shalt walk, thou shalt walk over, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. That's the serpent, that's the snake. Amen. That's the thing that with the strength of God, you can overcome that thing that messed you up before. I'm telling you, there's victory in the house of God today. Amen. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Amen. We sing about it in the first song. Amen. You can put him under your feet. Amen. There's victory in the house of God today. There's victory here today for somebody. Come on, as we begin to sing and worship God. Amen. I want us to begin to come out from where we are. I want everybody to come young. Oh, I want to make special room in the front. Amen. For the young children, for the young people. But I want us to come. And I want us to begin to worship God. And I want us to begin to praise Him. Come on, right from where you are. Let's reach out to God. Come on. Come on. We need somebody to step out in faith. Yes. Come on, I want some young people, I want some children to come. Come on, I want some moms and some dads to lay hands on their children. Come on, as we make our way in the front, I want the moms and dads and grandparents to lay their hands on their babies. And I want you 
would like to put in a plate. Any of the ushers have any plates available? Any of us, we can wash or bring our tithe and offering. And we can be dismissed. Let's bring a fellowship. God bless you. We love you. Let's bring an offering to the Lord.